Good morning, everyone. Dr. Stillman will be joining me shortly. Uh, been a weird, weird couple days of weather here in Florida. It's been very cloudy and stormy. So we, we could be in for a nice little light show, thunder show here in a few moments. Um, so that being said, today is all about the labs. We're going to talk about lab work. We're going to talk about some of the big mistakes that we see people make when it comes to their labs. Um, I'll start with this disclaimer. This is not medical advice. This is for educational purposes only. Good morning, David. How are you today? Thanks for joining in. Um, this is for educational purposes only. You should always consult your physician before doing anything, including going for a walk in the morning. So just kidding. It's been really interesting. I tell you, I've been working with Dr. Stillman now um, for, gosh, it's been over a year or just about a year now. And one of the neat things is I get to sit in on a lot of the um, staff calls where we go over cases and we talk about uh, what people have going on. And it's been fun to watch Dr. Stillman's approach to what labs people need um, looking at how he interprets the different labs, all those sorts of things. Um, it's really interesting. And, and I think a lot of people get really confused by labs. They end up making decisions that uh, they might not necessarily need to make due to one bad lab test. And we'll get into that. But I love what I do. I tell you, one thing I love about what I do is I'm always constantly learning, learning new things. Uh, a lot of things will always stay the same, but there's always nuances and different ways of saying things or different ways of teaching things or, you know, different tools that you can use with people. And when you get people uh, going in the right direction and you get them doing the fundamentals, then there's a lot of really cool stuff we can do uh, to make the process a lot easier for a lot of people. Uh, while we're waiting for Dr. Stillman, we'll kind of kind of give you an overview of what we've got going on. Uh, if you're not on our email list, you can jump into my link tree or Dr. Stillman's link tree. And we have a number of ways. We both have the five biggest mistakes we see people making in their health and wellness, which will basically take you to a video where Dr. Stillman or myself, depending on which link tree you sign up through, um, talk about the biggest mistakes we see in uh, health and wellness. And then, of course, we're going to talk about our Fundamentals of Wellness course, and then we're going to send you an email sequence, which basically goes through our basic five fundamentals. So it's going to teach you some stuff, but it's also, you know, um, it's a sales funnel to get you into the Fundamentals of Wellness. And if that's great for you, awesome. We'd love to help you. It allows us to coach you at a reasonable level. It's reasonably priced. It's a course. And then we have monthly group coaching with that. And as we're adding more people, we add more coaching sessions. So you'll get to interact with us. Um, so if you're not on our email list, you just go into that five habits funnel. That'll put you in the list. You know, once you go through, you're going to get five emails. It goes through like walking outside three times a day, eat a protein at every meal, it goes through that and explains why. So you're getting uh, information. You're not just getting, you know, like sign up for this or buy this or that kind of deal. We really make sure that we try and provide value. Uh, in our marketing. And we're very, very transparent as well about, you know, a lot of people try and trick you into getting into a funnel. This is a business, you know, we do have to sell things in order to, uh, to, to help you, but we want to make sure that the things we sell you. Uh, and here is Dr. Stillman. Hello, Dr. Stillman. Good morning. 
What did I do to you? There you are. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? I just, I, I can hear you. I was just going through ways Good. they can get on our email list. And I just gave the amazing medical disclaimer that this is for information only. This is not medical advice. That's and true. You should always consult your doctor even before you open your eyes in the morning. Even if he's a moron. Even if he's a moron. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about, so, you know, I, I was telling them how, how much I've enjoyed. I think, you know, you've known me well enough that uh, I'm kind of a dork and a nerd when it comes to this stuff, particularly human optimization, human performance. Yeah. And a lot of that comes from me being a human uh, test, test, test pilot for the last, you know, since I was probably 20 something years old. Right. Um, I've really enjoyed being in on the staff uh, stuff and learning about how you approach labs and, yeah. and having you go through different labs. What, what do you see? What, what do you think the biggest mistakes most people make when it comes to labs? You know, what's really funny is you told me what you think I should say before we got I, on this. I didn't tell you. I just, I kind of guessed your answer, but so I was like, Jim, Jim guessed that my answer would be that people would reinvent their life because they had one lab value that was off. Is that wrong? What I, what I said, it's not, you know, if there's, you can one, say whatever you pick, want. If I have to pick one mistake that people okay. make with labs, okay. It's honestly getting the wrong labs. Okay. Getting the wrong interpretation. Fair. People will put the cart before the horse. And I'm always amazed how much stuff they put in the cart. And right. then it's like they, they, they come to me and they're like, yeah, I did this, all this lab testing. I spent like $2,000. And then I sat down with Joe Schmo, functional med MD. Okay. And he talked to me for 30 minutes about them and sold me 50 supplements. Yeah. That was it. Yes. And I think to myself, like, oh, my gosh, like, sure. what a complete waste of money that was. How about we talk about my answer, okay, and sure. then just that, and then we can talk about your answer, and then we can talk about what do you think the best lab test? Well, the, the real thing we need to talk about is really the answer to both these questions, which is, right. you know, what are the limitations of lab testing? And so... You know, we talk about this all the time. Lab tests are a snapshot in time. Lab tests test a variable period of time. So, for example, a hair tissue mineral analysis is going to look at your hair for the last two to three weeks. That's a completely different kettle of fish than a blood test that's going to respond massively to changes in your intake in the last 24 to 72 hours. You and I actually know you haven't, but multiple patients of mine and I, I have been guilty of this. I've eaten you know, mahi mahi or whatever, a high mercury fish two or three days before a blood draw for a Nutrival. And my mercury level was so high once that the, the uh, health department called me. They said, we had sushi know. before my Nutrival and it didn't do it. You know, that's what's funny, right? Is like we tried purposefully to drive right. your mercury up to see how high we could get it. And it didn't even. Well, it may not have been the right kinetics. We may not have done the, the right interval, right? And this right. is the thing that people have to understand. And they hate this. They hate that the labs aren't you know, set in stone, that they aren't as meaningful as they want them to be. They want the labs to be, oh, good. The labs were good. Oh, great. We're chasing the labs them. could we're be terrible numbers. tomorrow, and you just happen to get them drawn on the right day. I see that all the time. Yeah. And so your point of people reinventing their lives around one bad lab, if you're spending more money on your lab testing than you are on your clinician, you are making a mistake. I'm sorry. It's just, it's, 
the mistakes I see people making, the money I see them wasting, it makes me angry. How about also? How about yeah. also if you're spending more money on your labs and supplements than you are in improving your lifestyle, you're making a mistake too. Well, I show this to people all the time. You know, they'll say to me like, "Yesterday, I had a call with a mom. She said, look, we all take these multivitamins.' I said, "I don't think you need the multivitamins if you eat whole, natural food.'" And she said, "Really?" And I showed her how, you, you know, like for and they, one of the examples I used was walnuts. So she's she's giving these kids uh, a, a, a supplement and no. No, obviously no disrespect to my patients. I love my patients, but they don't know they haven't been educated. That's my job. My job is to educate people. And I say, okay, listen, one serving of this supplement, you're getting 250 milligrams of this omega-3 complex. Here is what you get in one ounce of walnuts. A five-year-old can eat an ounce of walnuts in five minutes, less, two minutes. They will inhale that food because they're so, they're just little food, you know, disappearing machines. That one ounce of walnuts has something like five grams of omega-3s. So you're spending money on the multivitamin thinking that they're getting their nutrition from the multivitamin, but the omega-3 content of the walnuts is so much higher than the supplement. So it, it details do matter, you know, because people will say, well, I eat a lot of nuts and seeds. And our first response after many years of doing this is pretty much the same to any statement like that. What does that mean? Right? Like I eat a lot of fish. What does that mean that you occasionally like fry some tilapia in the pan or go to, I don't know, long John silvers and eat whatever on earth they're calling fish today. <laughs> or do you, you know, cook seven or eight ounces of, of sockeye salmon on the stove at a low temperature three to four times a week. Right. These are completely different foods and they're completely different nutritional profiles. And that's why with what we do with the annual plans that we practice is we give you enough time and enough information so that these basic questions that you have, because, you know, I don't track my diet. I just know enough to know what I need to eat in order to not be malnourished. Jim has the same thing. And this is one reason why we are big fans of Stan Efforting. You know, Stan Efforting's Vertical Diets, the book... I actually have it right here. You know, shout out to Stan. Uh, have we announced what we're doing with Stan yet, Jim? Do you want to plug that? Un unofficially, yes. We we Stan Efforting is going to be at our retreat in yeah. uh, Nicaragua. And I knew nothing about Stan until Jim started telling me about him. Um, this is Stan's book. It's called The Vertical Diet. If you're listening to this later, uh, it's called The Vertical Diet. You can find it probably in the notes below this. But, you know, I never heard of Stan. I trained with a ton of different people in nutrition followed lots of different influencers, gurus, whatever, had tried all kinds of different diets from intermittent fasting to, you know, keto to low carb. I never went carnivore. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Uh, I, I even you went, went, you, know, you went fishivore though. You went seafoodivore. Well, I went, and we, I would call it epipaleo-rx. That's what right. I did. I did an epipaleo diet for a while. Seafoodivore. Right. So I tried all these things, right? And then I started training with other people who showed me how to do functional medicine lab testing and read and learned a ton from different testing modalities, hair tissue, mineral analysis, organic acid testing, blood testing, did hundreds of each of those different types of tests and realized where the holes were in people's actual nutrition, what was actually making them or helping them perform and, and function better. And then what I did was I, you know, I looked at the diet that I ended up eating in order to satisfy my own nutritional needs based on my own lab testing. And then I saw what my patients were eating in order to satisfy their nutritional needs based on their lab testing. And I ran a lot of tests. There was a year when I was one of the top 
ordering providers for Genova Diagnostics, which is the, probably the leading functional medicine lab testing company in the world. Did you get a little plaque? No, I should ask them for one. I should ask. Yeah, them like you know, that. YouTube has the plaque if you get so many. Um, oh, and, and and to say this, hey, obviously the information we share is not at the top of the algorithm. So take a second to like the video, uh, make a comment to help right. us out because they, they want going, you to be sick and dumb right, and, right, right, and right. docile and manipulate easily manipulated. And this kind right. of information makes you very independently minded and yes. make turns you into a real critical thinker. Yes. A real threat to the, the powers of the bee. But anyway, um, so the lab testing that I found when I looked at Stan's vertical diet and, and how you were eating, I said, this is exactly what, you know, I, I see working in my patients and Stan got their completely different route. He did the same thing I did in many ways. He got lab tests on people, looked at their nutrient levels, saw what they needed to eat, looked at the recommended daily quantities, said, okay, how can we get there? What foods do we have to incorporate? And so you know, and then we did your labs, um, which was really funny because I wasn't sure what we were going to find. And your labs were almost perfectly spot on. And you've been eating the vertical diet for a long, long, long time. And I thought, wow, this is really powerful uh, because you have, I mean, you have a big engine. You're the kind of person who could wind up with really serious nutritional deficiencies if you weren't careful with your diet and weren't eating the right things. And it's not like your data was perfect, but nobody's no. data is perfect. No. And that's the other thing that people really need to understand is that if you're the, – the more you're doing in life, the higher you're achieving, the more your labs are probably going to be deranged. You know, and I, and I talk about this a lot with magnesium because it's one of the labs I check the most. But, you know, for example, if a CEO comes to me, I expect their mag to be low. And if they're, even if I give them magnesium supplementation, I do not expect it to come up. I just talked yesterday to somebody who has been, been working with me for a long time, a couple of years now, at least, and her magnesium level looks great. And her magnesium level is the product of the fact that she gets multiple nutritional IVs a month and she eats a high magnesium diet and she takes magnesium supplements. And that's the only way she keeps it at that level. And I mean, I've got CEOs where they don't have time for the IVs or when they make time for the IVs, they can manage to get their level to come up, but it's not easy. It's not even reliable. And so the stress level that you're under really makes a big, big difference what your nutrient levels are. And that's why you know, one of the biggest mistakes I see high performers, high achievers, and even just busy, regular people who have got a lot on their plate making is not taking time to actually quantify because a lot of these labs, and this is the other big mistake that one of the other big mistakes that people make with labs is the order labs that are not relevant to the question they're trying to answer. And the vast majority of people have a pretty simple question. They want to live and as long as they can, can feeling and looking as good as possible. They don't want to daughter into old age. They want to get to old age with some kind of vitality and robust, robustness to them. And so what they'll do is they'll order labs that are not really relevant for that or that are not the most relevant labs to that. And that's where I start people. I start them with the most relevant, most reliable, most important labs for their overall health and well-being. And then we, we address those labs, fix those labs. They want to go crazy with functional medicine lab testing and order thousands and thousands of dollars worth of labs. I have no problem with that. Uh, but then we need more and more consultative time in order to fix them. And the other thing that will happen is that we'll just, you know, for example, 
uh, with protein, we talk about this all the time, right? I'm not eager to test someone's IGF-1 level or their uric acid level right away unless there's some compelling clinical problem, right? Uh, because I know that I want them eating more protein. And once we get them eating more protein, their IGF-1 level is going to come up. So why bother checking it before we get them eating more protein? That's in many respects been your approach, even if you didn't really think about it this way in your gym. You weren't checking labs. You were getting them to do the things that you knew would fix the lab. So the labs became irrelevant because you can't order labs because you're a trainer and you're focused on results. Well, and also why test garbage? Like, you know, it's like, you know, it's going to be horrible anyways. Like why, why do you need a number to quantify that? Right. The person feels like crap. They're, they're, they're overweight you see that all the time. I mean, what's the point of doing a bunch of lab work on somebody you already know is broken, right? Unless they have something really uh, that, you know, you need to identify something that's specific uh, Bill, Bill asked a question about Epsom salt baths. Do they, they, uh, count towards magnesium? And, and, and that's a really good question. Actually, we actually talked about this yesterday. We did. Uh, while we were hanging out for Dr. Stillman's birthday. And this that was Wednesday <laughs> actually, Jim. Was it Wednesday? Okay. The day before yesterday. Close enough. Um, it is kind of yesterday cause we skipped our live on Wednesday. So it would be yesterday. Sure. Right. And this is the kind of dorky stuff we talk about uh, on a regular basis. Um, it's great that I have fellow dorks to talk about this stuff with. But I, I, we don't know, and we, we thought about actually having me go in the float tank and do blood draws, but Epsom salt bath, like one cup of Epsom salt in a bath, I really don't know how much magnesium you would absorb from that. It probably isn't significant. Maybe it is. We don't really know. Well, the bottom line is we have not demonstrated that people can absorb magnesium through their skin definitively. Right. People see a lot of benefit from this. From I would say the oils. Yeah. Some salt baths, float tanks, but no one's done a definitive study to actually prove that you absorb the magnesium. There's lots of other mechanisms that the magnesium may be uh, taking or, or working through in order to give you a therapeutic result. Yeah. And I'd say the biggest part about getting in an Epsom salt bath would be the fact that you're actually relaxing and chilling, which helps yes, know, exactly. restore magnesium levels. So uh, one of the things that uh, I'll just interject myself into this Um one of the biggest mistakes we see people making with their labs is training hard the day before the lab test. Mm -hmm. There's actually an orthopedic surgeon who tested himself. He did a blood draw at eight in the morning before he went to work. And then he did like a 12, 14 hour day where he did multiple surgeries and all sorts of stress. His blood work was perfect in the morning. And then he retested his blood work that night and it, it was on the verge of having a heart attack, you know? So um, we see people, they, they go and do this crazy, you know, workout the day before they go do their labs and their freaking inflammatory markers are all off the chart. Mm -hmm. And we, and that's something that's important for people to understand your labs are a reflection. And let's talk about blood labs. Cause that's what most people are ordering. They're largely a measure of what's going on the last 24, 72 hours. There's some exceptions to that. Like they storage vitamin D is a great marker for the last three months of vitamin D consumption and production. Uh, things like your red blood cell fatty acid levels are a great measure for overall uh, fatty acid consumption in the diet. I could go on. But A1C but would be part of that. A too. lot of inflammatory markers, and A1C is also a good long-term marker, uh, but a lot of inflammatory markers are all over the place depending upon what you've done, right? And so that's the first question. I mean, we, we actually saw this the other day. Somebody said, oh, their, their high sensitivity CRP is elevated. I said, well, what did, did you ask them? This is my nurse practitioner. I said, did you ask them like what was going on? And they said, oh, you know, 
no, I didn't. I, I, they forgot to ask them that. I said, well, look, the first thing you got to do is, is contact them again and find out what was going on. Were they sick? Did they stub their toe? Did they you know, roll their ankle? Did they get out of the wrong side of the bed? I mean, anything, almost anything can make that high sensitivity CRP go up. But then you don't want to freak out about it. You want to take strong corrective action to fix the high sensitivity CRP and bring it down in the next three to four months. Otherwise, you're sitting on basically a, a smoking, smoldering fire that's gradually eroding your health. And a lot of a lot of people don't realize that they may feel well and they may be performing well, but their labs are trash and they're just assuming that they're going to be fine. But then, they, you know, they're and they're contacting us urgently like, oh, you know, like I'm in the cardiac ICU. Can you become my doctor now? And it's like, I've been trying to get you to be my patient for like two or three years. Now you want me to fix you? <laughs> you know, show up, show up with your car at the, at the shop when it's smoking, they'll send you to the dealer or they'll send you to the, you know, real auto repair shop where you got a, you know, a bill that's 10, 20 times what you would have paid to just have your oil changed. Right. People have to get out of this mindset of like, oh, I'm going to go to the doctor when I'm an absolute train wreck. That's right. a terrible strategy. And that's why our annual plans are so awesome. And like I yeah, said, that's why I created them. Yeah. Get on our email list so you can learn about our annual plans. We don't have an actual place where you can go to. We will shortly. Shortly. But if you, but if you get on our email list, you will uh, you will basically learn about all of our different things that we offer. So let's talk about what would you, if you were going to say, order your own labs. Yeah. Um, theoretically, Ooh. what would be the big ones? Like what's your go-to's? Yeah, so this is actually in. If people want to read more about this, uh, it's a, it's a, in a premium subscriber post in my Substack, and I'm going to pull it up right now for myself because I want to. Um, oh man, Substack just changed their outlook, out, layout. Now it's hard. Holy flu season. Will, will, you, please, will you send that to me too, so I can put it in the in the notes? Sure. So it's in this pod. It's in this post called "Optimizing Your Labs for an Uneventful Cold and Flu Season." Um, and I think this is, oh, actually, is this, this might be an unpaid anyway, it's a great post. And here's what I, I, I really am very serious about checking in just about everybody, high sensitivity, CRP, ferritin, magnesium, hemoglobin, A1C, complete blood count with differential vitamin D levels, CMP, that's comprehensive metabolic panel. Uh, and then I like to look at sex steroid hormones. That's cortisol, DHEA sulfate testosterone, sex hormone binding globulin, that's testosterone free and total. Um, and then in women, estrogen, progesterone and estrone. Uh, and actually I'll get the estrogen in men too. So we make sure it's in a good ratio, but that's the, the short version of the labs that I like. Sometimes people say, look, you know, I don't even have, I don't, I can't spend the money on that right now. What else can we check? And then my absolute bare minimum is the high sensitivity CRP, the ferritin, the mag, the A1C, the CBC and the CMP and the vitamin D. And that comes in somewhere around like $75. And that's our internal price. To be perfectly clear with you all, you will probably, you'd probably be looking at, you know, three, four, $500 from a lot of places to check those labs. And we get them for a discount because we have a better deal with the lab um, than most people do. And we pass on most of that savings to our, uh, to our patients. Yeah. So, um, Bill brings up a really great point, which is it took a high sensitivity CRP of 28 for me to get my life together. And that's part of why I like to get the labs. You have to get people to sober up. And I've had people who they run a high, high sensitivity CRP. 
or a low magnesium for a long time. And they're coming back to me and they're saying, why don't I feel well? Why am I struggling? Why won't this normalize? You know, what do I have to do? And I say, look, you need to do more of the stuff that you already know you need to do that we've already talked about in order to really get this under control. Well, and, and that's why we like your aura ring too, because you, you know, you got a respiratory <laughs> rate of 20 and right. your HRV is 10 and your resting heart rate is 70. Uh, that's like your engine is smoking. Like you need to like, do something. Right. and people say, well, I feel great, but, but, but your data just says that you're, you're a train wreck, you know? So I know. And that's the thing that people, people get fooled by their feelings. We respect your feelings that they're not trying to invalidate you or gaslight you. But the reality is like, if I give you cocaine and testosterone, you'll feel fantastic. Yes. That doesn't make me a good doctor. <laughs> True. And we can pump your cortisol up too and make you feel even better. Hey, a little hydrocortisone, cocaine, testosterone. It's a great little stack we got coming together here. Yeah, that that makes people feel good. That. Good for a nicotine for a, for a on top while. of that would be phenomenal. Maybe some opiates. <laughs> oh man, that's what I'm gonna do if I find out I have a terminal disease. I'm gonna move to the. I'm gonna move to you know South America and I'm gonna get on that combination with about a thousand milligrams of testosterone. I'll be ready to go and have a good time. I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right. Any last closing thoughts, Jim? Um, our testosterone uh, webinar is actually yes. tomorrow, believe it or not. There, there's a link down below where you can go set a reminder for that. Mm -hmm. We're giving away a, a, a free uh, hormone, women's hormone course from, from, from Ashley. Uh, what's Ashley, the name of Ashley's company? Simplistic. Simplistic. So if you're a guy and you're, you're, you're struggling, sign up, we're going, the, the course is going to be great. We're going over everything from finding a purpose. I mean, we're going to dive into some things that most of these people don't talk about. Right. Uh, men's issues, man, man, you know, we're going to go into the, the male female dynamic or what our current culture is doing, how you can deal with that kind of stuff. It's going to be very different. So even the webinar itself, we're going to go over a lot of really cool stuff. And that way, if you're a dude and you're struggling you know, you, you get a chance of winning a course for your lady friend. And if you're a lady friend uh, who has a dad, a husband, an uncle, a brother who's struggling, you might just send them the, the, uh, the, the, the webinar thing and say, Hey, these guys, you know, we've been listening to them. They're funny. They're, they're, they're pretty cool. Why don't you, you know, take a listen to what they have to say. Yeah. That way, that way you're not nagging them constantly. So. We, and, and one thing we're going to plan on doing is this weekend, I'm going to sit down and we're going to, doesn't mean we're not going to change our topic, but I'm generally going to basically plan out the lives for the whole week and have them basically sitting there. So you can go and ask questions, add comments before they even go up. Yeah. Uh, and then also you can set reminders so that you get a reminder when we, uh, when we go live, I'm going to try and get ahead of the curve on this. And that way we can put some topics in there and you can add questions before we even go. And hey, if you're if you set a reminder for the testosterone webinar, leave a comment, you know, um, let us know um, any questions you want answered in the webinar and we'll do our the best we can to answer them. Yes. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. Make sure you get outside, even though it's gray and yucky. You still natural light is very superior uh -huh. to good. in your home all day. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Dr. Stillman. Care, everyone have a great day. Have a great day.